Hi, welcome back to Bloomscape. This is Jemima. I'm the author behind Blooming While Waiting page. And I started this podcast to encourage and equip those who are young in faith. So if you're tired of just mere positivity in the Christian faith, come here and jump right in. So the goal of this podcast is to point you back to Christ and to prioritize Jesus first and Jesus always in every heart issue that we have. Because I believe that the gospel is the answer to everything. So welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, beautiful souls. And yeah, for those who are listening, um, may it be your beautiful soul or your a brave man. <laughs> uh, thank you for staying and thank you for following this podcast and this new episode, which I entitled, Who Should I Marry? <laughs> Um, before I proceed in our discussion, um, you all know that I begin with a question first, which is, what is one thing that you are grateful for the past few days? So you can think of it. I'm sure there's always this something that you can be, uh, you can be grateful of because God is always giving it to us any season, any person, or any situation. It is always for the good. And for me, um, my favorite part last week is that when I received a message from one of my sisters in Christ uh, that uh, this podcast was listed among the top podcasts in the Philippines uh, chart. So we are on top 37 and yeah, I'm so grateful because, again, we are still a beginner. We are always a learner. And yeah, I am really humbled that it's just really by God's grace because that's not one of my goals. But yeah, again, when we obey the Lord, there's really a blessing on it. And so as we continue uh, uh, discussing and learning on the next episodes to come, I hope that you'll stay. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of staying... Uh, we're now on our second month of uh, this year, which is Happy February. I know that uh, yeah, by the next days, it's almost Valentine's Day. So thank you that you stayed here. <laughs> you all know that the Valentine's Day, um, most of those friends of yours or family members who are couples or who are in a relationship, who are married, they will celebrate it. And for those who are single, for those who are still in their waiting stage, I hope that you don't get bitter just because you are not yet in the relationship. But again, you can spend time wisely, productively, and godly um, that day. Um, again, uh, love is not just about your relationship status. It's more than that. Love, uh, it was given to us. God loved us first so that we can love other people. And, yep. So, uh, I actually picked this topic uh, for my third episode because this is 
this has been one of my fre- uh, frequently asked questions whenever I um, randomly uh, post a story on my Instagram stories like a Q&A and then I'll receive questions like how will I know if he's the one um, how will you know if it's God's will how will you know if she is the one that I should pursue or pray for so questions like that although this topic is so general i think um that yep most of us um have been uh, influenced by the modern culture of this world uh, that actually when we date um, there's a connotation that some just date for fun some date for entertainment entertainment or some date for whenever they feel lonely like uh like they cannot they they just want uh to have comfort from people so they date from one person to another and then if a person didn't work out then he'll try or she'll try another one or whenever they date um it's just really for their own pleasures so it has been corrupted that word dating and this is my prayer that we we bring back again uh, the what the Bible says about marriage. Um, dating is the word dating is not even in the Bible. Uh, dating stage it can be tricky. There's a lot of opinions or a perspective. Like, um, uh, are you allowed to? Um, date everyone <laughs> to get to know them or um, for example uh, you just date and then you get commitment uh, is it that same page or you try it from one season at a time so uh, again the point of this conversation or of this podcast is not dating because my purpose to discuss is marriage. Um, I hope that the goal that you have whenever you date a person is marriage. And that is not because of um, you wanted to uh, prove to people that you already find your God's best or you have been pressured. But according to God's timeline for your life. So that's just really my prayer for you as you listen to this episode. And if you're still a student, if you're still that single person um, who is also in that marrying stage or kind of like you've been, you're already prepared physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and financially, those are the five factors that I will always consider to check your heart if you're already ready for marriage. So that's the first question, or I mean... (laughs) five um, factors that you need to check whenever that you are trying to assess or evaluate your heart if you're already ready for in a relationship. So if you're not yet ready for marriage, I would highly consider that you don't date as well because if you don't see that person in a long-term relationship or in a long-term season, then why date that person in the first place? You can get to know people um, with a group of friends that they belong with. You can get to know people inside the church by their family backgrounds through friendship that will grow and that will really bloom for you to ask yourself if you 
wanted to pursue or to uh, date this person. So uh, that's just really my suggestion because, again, uh, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we should guard our hearts, minds, and uh, bodies, right? Because um, not everyone is a potential partner. Um, I've seen this a lot. I've seen this a lot of time that. Uh, people who are single whenever they treat one believer or one christian they assume at first like oh he might be the one or she might be that person that i've been praying for you see you also need to protect your uh, heart that uh, not everyone is a potential partner but again we are brothers and sisters in christ in the first place And what I realize is whenever I try to ask people about their standards, they actually don't know their standards in the first place. So, for example, um, uh, I love milk tea. <laughs> I so much love milk tea. So, if you want to make me happy, <laughs> joke. Um, so, I ask you, what flavor do you want for a milk tea? So, for example, I wanted to treat you so that we can talk <laughs> and then you answered me with a statement like you just feel it Jemima you, you just know it what I'm looking for a flavor of a milk tea you see that's like you don't really know what you're looking for um, in the dating process whenever you're praying and preparing for that person if you don't know what you are looking for, you won't ever find who you are looking for in the first place. So you have to set your standards. Um, whenever we say standards, it's a godly standards, but there are negotiable and non-negotiable standards. So for me, for example, my non-negotiable standards is that, uh, of course, a believer, a Christian, and... Yeah, that's just first. <laughs> so that's one of the non-negotiables that you should not settle. So on the negotiable parts, you can check on that on your perspective. So you can evaluate it on your own. You can pray for it as well. So uh, if you don't know what you're looking for, you'll end up falling out of love in that person. Because feelings will come and go. So if you uh, if you will say to me that oh you just feel it that she's the one oh yeah i just know it that he is the one because he makes me excited <laughs> whenever we meet or um for example in the perspective of guys or, or men uh, yeah i just feel it that she's the one because she she makes me happy right but yeah again your emotions that will change from time to time. So it is really best that you are firm with your standard and that you don't base your action just because of the emotion that you are feeling. So the goal of this discussion is not just to find who to date, but also who to become. I should become this person that I am praying for. That's really my goal for you as you listen to it. Isn't it unfair that you've been praying for a godly person, godly wife, but you're not a godly husband in the first place? 
or for example for those women who are praying for godly men to marry and then they themselves are not preparing to be a godly woman so you should become the person that you are praying for so that you can work with one another you can complement one another and it will lessen the expectation that you set for the other people or for the other person Well, as you have observed, our generation has become so complicated than ever from the previous um, generations that we have, even though we have um, online dating apps, right? Uh, a lot of online dating apps have been uh, now using nowadays or um, personality or compatibility test to just check for a person. And we end up still wanting and not finding or not knowing ourselves um, yeah god is our true matchmaker he's the one who matches everything for example in a lego house or for example in a lego right you cannot just put something which is totally unfit or unyoke it won't work yes that will work but it will not be fit to one another so as we begin in this discussion i will just focus on this one main verse which is from first timothy chapter 4 verse 12 it says here don't let anyone look down on you because you are young but set an example for the believers in speech in conduct in love in faith and in purity so I chose this verse to supply or uh, to uh, dig for us to dig deeper on that question, who should you marry? Um, the context of this passage is Paul is equipping the young believers, of course, uh, Timothy, he's Timothy and his disciple uh, for those young um young christians in his time and for the believers to have that character and integrity as christians so it's for good for us because on and it's applicable for us because um yes we the goal of being a christian is to be a godly person to be christ-like and that is one of the factors that we can apply as a person not just in relationships but uh, holistically we can apply these five factors so to find that person that you wanted into a person that you're praying to marry i wanted to add here that based on this uh, verse alone from first timothy chapter 4 verse 6 the greek word for brothers and sisters here it is adelpoi not sure if i pronounce it correctly but it refers here for those believers both men and women as part of god's family so before you think of a person as a potential partner think of him or her as a brothers and sister in christ first okay so i wanted first to uh, focus on that faith part and that verse so number one question that you need to ask is do you have the same faith with this person um, to back it up with another verse, 
Uh, it says from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? Um, actually, the idea of that statement, unequally yoked, um, it comes from a picture of two oxes. <laughs> uh, one strong ox and one uh, that is a weak ox. So the one is stronger, taller, and the one is smaller and weaker again. Um, it causes them to, uh, so their task, it causes them to go around in circles because uh, they are unequally yoked. They are not in the same pace of running and uh, they cannot work together because they are at odds with one another. So causing for them to become slower, right, in that race. Or for example, as they walk along the road, uh, one should adjust for that um, another ox. So same goes with dating or entertaining. If you're already a Christian and then you entertain or you don't have the standard that, oh, uh, I think he, he'll just become that one if I will just um, um, date him and then bring him to church so that he can be changed, right? Uh, isn't that will work? See, the dating missionary or missionary dating, um, I've seen a lot of women who, who does that and who do that. <laughs> and that doesn't work. For some, it will but again, there is a consequence whenever you are trying to change a person because you cannot change them. Again, there will be like their past. Um, it will really reflect what will they do in the present and in the future. So yes, while it's possible that um, some married um, can be on a different religions, Yes, it's possible, but there are really consequences that you have to check first. Like, oh, whenever we have a family, and whenever we'll have a family someday, is it okay for our kids to have the different faith, different churches, um, different beliefs and values? Because um, our faith defines our values in life. It will really, um, it's our foundation. So, uh, you just really think of the pros and cons whenever you compromise that first standard, which is being an equally yoked to a non-believer. And when it comes to marriage, again, um, marriage is a reflection of um, Christ's love for His church. So, if you are an equally yoked with a person, who doesn't have the same faith, values, beliefs, purpose, and identity as yours, um, it will be a struggle for you to, to go back to your first lover, which is, who is Jesus? After all, the all of the relationships that we have in this world is just temporary. But the relationship that we have with the Lord is eternal. So if you're willing to compromise that kind of relationship with God, uh, I bet that it won't um, last because you will find yourself overthinking, worrying, and you won't have peace. Because if it's God's will, you will really have peace of mind with that person. Not 
every day, of course, there will be struggles and problems. But even though there will be problems and struggles in life, you, you have the same hope. And even though there will be trials and testings along the way, since you have that faith and uh, foundation that is rooted in God's love, you won't put the expectation to the other person to resolve everything for you. You will work as a team. And that is God's purpose for you to walk in love with one another and to grow in love, mature in faith uh, as you grow and as you be in that kind of relationship. It will be used as a sanctification for you. Um, with your weaknesses, uh, the other person will strengthen you. So yeah, that's it. Okay, for the second factor, um, which is, is this person pursuing purity? Okay, this is a big word. <laughs> um, so on that verse, Paul mentioned to Timothy that uh, this person or these believers should be uh, pursuing or setting an example in purities. Um, actually, purity is not based on your virginity as a person. Let me just clarify that. Purity starts from the heart. And uh, uh, the term purity, it was just really um, uh, misused by this uh, the standard of the world that, oh, uh, if you're no longer virgin, that you, then you're no longer pure. Yes, it's possible physically. Yep, that's right. I would agree on that. But spiritually... You can be born again in Christ, that the old has gone and the new has come. So, so when it comes to pursuing purity, um, I think that uh, most uh, boyfriends and girlfriends or young, uh, young couples ask this question that how far is too far if we are pursuing purity? But not, that's not the question that you should be asking. Instead, you could ask, how can we be Christ-like and holy in this relationship? So, uh, there's no rules. You can have your own convictions. Like, uh, should we kiss before marriage? Should, should, we, should a girl be seated in the front uh, seat with a man uh, inside the car? Should we be dating alone or should we bring uh, someone with us whenever they try or whenever you date? Um, so there's no rules for that. Uh, we're not being legalistic here, but you could ask yourself. You can really have proper boundaries and set really um, limitations for yourself that will honor the Lord. I think that's for me. And as long as you can go far, us with uh, you can go as far with your boyfriend or with your girlfriend as long as you, you are comfortable or comfortable to do it in front or in the eyes of God. So whenever you uh, you spend time alone together as a couple or whenever you date a person, do it as if you're doing it for the Lord. It's hard, I know. It can be challenging. And of course, we still live in the sinful, broken flesh that we have, who is so selfish and who is impatient. But yeah, I pray that we will all be filled with the Holy Spirit 
That's why it's really important to dig in God's Word so that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit and we can listen to the convictions of the inner voice, which is God's voice, who is the Holy Spirit inside us because our bodies are God's temple. So we do it and we use our bodies for the Lord. So that's it. In the church, don't highly recommend for the young couples to uh, enter in a premarital sex. So that's sex before marriage. Uh, it's because it's like in a consumer-based relationship. What do I mean by that? So a consumer is just going to a grocery store. So for you, for example, uh, you wanted to buy something to a store. You just want the product. <laughs> the product, but not the person, not the cashier, right? You go to that grocery store for the product itself, not for the person. So that's like it. Yes, you may enjoy. Yes, it can be satisfying temporarily. Yes, it can um, promote intimacy uh, to you who has been in the long years uh, with that person or being in the relationship with that person before marriage. It can uh, build. Uh, intimacy and bond but let me ask you you're not that totally committed yet with that person yes you can be in love that's possible but without covenant there's no commitment because without marriage there's no covenant because covenant is it's a promise to give to serve and to love that person inside marriage and that is why sex can be a good thing and it can be used and it can be enjoyed inside marriage. And yeah, I pray that if you experience it from the past, again, there's always hope in Christ and um, it's not too late to, to change your mindset and that to pursue purity and Christ-likeness. Okay, so for my third factor, which is speech, um, the question that you have to ask for yourself is whether the words that comes from the mouth of this person. So you can also evaluate yourself. Um, I remember this verse. It was Jesus who said this on Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whenever we communicate with other people, whenever we talk or say something um, let that conversation be uh, God glorifying so if that person or is she nagger <laughs> you don't want to marry a, a woman who, who nags a lot right or for a woman uh, you don't want to marry a man who is um, speaking falsely or not speaking the truth in love or who is cursing most of the time because uh yeah our words can can have a big impact to a lot of people our tongues are really powerful it can inspire and it can also tear you down so uh, you have to be really careful whenever we converse with other people let it be uh encouraging or 
uh, whenever we speak, we speak out of love and with wisdom, of course. So, yeah, you have to ask yourself and evaluate the um, situation of your heart so that you can, the words that comes from your mouth is not from a place of bitterness, but a, from a place of forgiveness. Okay? <laughs> and number four factor is conduct or action. You say action speaks louder than words. So, what are the actions of this person? Uh, what is the character of this person? What are the things that people say about this person? You see, on social media, nowadays, we can be a stalker, right? Uh, the things that we do, we can publish or we can post that online. So, as a woman or as a man who is praying and preparing for a mate, um, you can search on social media, though social media is just a surface level of every picture of someone else's life. But it can be an indicator that uh, this person, uh, this is what uh, this person is invested in. So if you see for that person or for a guy, for example, that she or he shared a lot of women who, uh, who are nudity or... Um, who wants to reveal uh, themselves. So it can be an indicator that this man has a porn problem or has a sexual problem or lost problem to be specific. So also um, the character that uh, this person displays, not just in uh, the church, but also with his family his friends, his close relationships. How does he build relationship towards the other people? Whenever um, you see this person, or for example, you see that person marrying that, um, or marrying him, and then raising a child to be specific like him, will you be cringe <laughs> to think that uh, you will raise a child like that or will you be inspired to raise a child like him or like her so yeah those are just really scenarios so that you can think of that it, it will evaluate if that person that you're praying for is a green flag or a red flag so that's it And number four factor is conduct or action. You say action speaks louder than words. So what are the actions of this person? Uh, what is the character of this person? What are the things that people say about this person? You see, on social media, nowadays, we can be a stalker, right? Uh, the things that we do, we can publish or we can post that online. So as a woman or as a man who is praying and preparing for a mate, um, you can search on social media, though social media is just a surface level of every picture of someone else's life. But it can be an indicator that uh, this person, uh, this is what uh, this person is invested in. So if you see for that person or for a guy, for example, that she or he shared a lot of women who, uh, who are nudity or um, 
who wants to reveal uh, themselves. So it can be an indicator that this man has a porn problem or has a sexual problem or lost problem to be specific. So also um, the character that uh, this person displays, not just in uh, the church, but also with his family his friends, his close relationships. How does he build relationship toward the other people? Whenever um, you see this person, or for example, you see that person marrying that, um, or marrying him, and then raising a child to be specific like him, will you be cringe <laughs> to think that uh, you will raise a child like that or will you be inspired to raise a child like him or like her so yeah those are just really scenarios so that you can think of that it, it will evaluate if that person that you're praying for is a green flag or a red flag so that's it It's why I also highly, really <laughs> recommend that you need to be accountable with your mentors, with your leaders, because uh, they're the one who can rebuke you, who can correct you, who can see the blind spots in you and for that person, because our emotions can deceive us, not knowing that, oh, those are red flags already for this, this person, and then you still... Uh, believe in yourself that oh um, it's just that it it's just a small thing of him that he's kind of like that or she's kind of like this so I, I, that's my prayer for you that you need to be accountable with your mentors and really seek wisdom uh, from um, couples who are already married they will really they have a lot of wisdom experiences and learnings so that you can prepare and really pray for that person okay so our last factor is love setting an example in love and my question for you is what does this person love what is he invested in what does she care about those questions will really evaluate if this person put God first before anything else. If this person is not that totally sold out, saturated, and crazy in love with God, um, I think there's really a problem with that. Because every good gift is from above, right? Success, achievement, um, business, um, ministry, relationships with people. A body image or high grades all of those are good but if this person is invested on those areas more than um, his or her relationship with God there would really be a problem because it's a matter of priorities if this person doesn't prioritize God before you then tendency is it can be an idol of his or her heart it can be the reason why he or she is happy or does he or she finds identity from it, from those career, from the achievements that he has or he have. So that's really my prayer that you consider 
the person that you're praying for is a person who will point you back to Christ. That the ultimate matchmaker, you see, a picture of triangle, a picture of marriage is a picture of triangle. You two walking closely together in God. And as you walk intimately and personally with the Lord, he or she will bring you closer to our Creator, not far away. Because that should be the reflection of marriage again. It's a reflection of God who is willing to give up, who is willing to surrender, to serve us, and to be humbled enough. Even if Jesus is God, He humbled Himself to serve us even if we are undeserving. And that's a picture of being in a relationship and being in marriage. It is sacrificial. It is dying in your own uh, selfishness. It is unconditional. It is loving the person or putting the person's highest good first more than you. It is um, serving together. And it is being Christ-like together. So I hope that you all learn from this conversation. Again, those are just factors. There are many more to consider, but I just um, summarize it up to five main factors that you should consider. Who should you marry and who should we become? Remember the goal here is we become the right person first before finding that right person that God has planned for us. And so my hope for you is that Instead of finding for that love, instead of searching for that right person, you become that one first. And when the right time comes, when God allowed it to happen, He will allow it for you to be a good testimony and an inspiring love story to many. So yeah, that's my hope for you. And uh, thank you for listening in our last or in our third episode. <laughs> Not last, oh my. But I thank you for listening and staying until the end. And I hope and pray that uh, may, you, um, may every relationship that you have, um, it will be a Christ-centered relationship. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, you being a God who is a relational God. Thank you that as we walk closely and personally with you, we know that we are not alone. And we are not afraid to be alone in this lost and broken world because, Lord, you have given yourself to us and you are more than enough. Father, I pray for those who are listening that may you bless their hearts and guard their hearts their emotions, their actions, their testimonies. And I pray, Lord, that if there is something or someone that they need to surrender, I hope that they will fully surrender it in your hands because your plans are higher than our plans and your ways are higher than our ways. Lord, we give you all the glory and praises and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. So, thank you for listening. And I hope that you enjoyed um, all of those lessons <laughs> that we've discussed in our third episode. And see you in the next episode to come. I love you all. Bye-bye. <laughs>